From Washington, this is the CQ Budget Podcast, your leading Capitol Hill source on how Congress allocates federal taxpayer dollars. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker and editor of the CQ Budget Newsletter. And with me today is Jennifer Schutt, who covers the appropriations process for CQ. Thanks for joining me again, Jen. Thanks for having me. Well, we're now at two weeks and counting before the government runs out of money again. Congressional leaders sounded increasingly confident about passing a catch-all spending package for the rest of the fiscal year, what's known as an omnibus bill, by the deadline of March 23rd, if not before. But as we discussed last week on this podcast, plenty of policy disputes from immigration to gun control still threaten to hold up a deal. And we wanted to zero in on one such obstacle in particular this week, which revolves around the politics of abortion policy. Because, Jen, you were able to do some good reporting on a major rift over funding for Planned Parenthood that's bogging down a major portion of the omnibus package. So what is that fight about, and does anyone see grounds for a compromise? So one of the the really important things that's been happening since congressional leaders reached that spending caps agreement for fiscal 2018 last month is that House and Senate appropriators have been reworking their respective appropriations bills to include their higher spending levels and rework policy in a way that can get bipartisan agreement that actually is needed to become law. And the labor HHS education bill, which is the second largest spending bill in terms of how much money it includes, has a lot of fights in there. The The version that the House passed last year is extremely conservative in terms of its policy language. And one of the areas that has been a bit of a tense issue in terms of getting bipartisan agreement on this bill are family planning grants. The amount of money that goes to HHS every year, HHS distributes that money to several organizations throughout the country. In the past, Planned Parenthood has been one of those organizations that gets these grants. And so the House bill would have completely zeroed out this account. These family planning grants would not have continued to exist. The Senate bill includes money again in fiscal 2018 for these Title X family planning grants. Uh, But it had a bit of a caveat in there that none of the money included in this this spending bill could be used to sort of change the, the policy that HHS uses to determine who gets these grants. And essentially what that means is that HHS wouldn't have been able to exclude Planned Parenthood, which is, of course, an organization that Republicans do not necessarily on the whole like. Right. We should, Planned Parenthood has long been anathema to Republicans because of their role in providing abortions, even though federal funding can't be used directly for abortion. And Democrats, of course, are staunch defenders of Planned Parenthood, which they say provide vital health services to women. So that's long been a, a lightning rod. And sounds like they want to President Trump to be able to deny funding to Planned Parenthood. And the Senate bill wouldn't let them do that, right? Correct. And okay. one really important thing to know is that one HHS... Uh, did release its funding opportunity announcement for those family planning grants, it has kept Planned Parenthood as an eligible option. They didn't exclude them a few weeks ago when they put out that list for the next round of grant applications. That doesn't, however, mean that Planned Parenthood will actually continue to get the grants. They're just continuing to be eligible for them. 
So does anyone see any solution to this, any possible compromise to get this thing done? It sounds like there is a compromise working its way out in the background. Um, Congressman Tom Cole, Republican of Oklahoma, he's the House chair of the Labor HHS Education Appropriations Subcommittee. He said that one of the options would be to go back to the fiscal 2017 language, which includes uh, that fam- those family planning grants, allows HHS to distribute them sort of the same way they did under the Obama administration. So while the House bill completely eliminates them and the Senate bill sort of puts a caveat in there that would keep Planned Parenthood's funding intact, Congressman Cole is on board with moving back to sort of the status quo for those grants. But there are still a lot of other obstacles in that bill that need to be worked out. So in other words, the money for family planning would be there and Planned Parenthood might be able to get some? Correct. But it's just not a guarantee that they would get some. Correct. I see. Okay. So that might be a possible way to get this done. Um, And with no agreement on Planned Parenthood yet, Republicans appear to be slow walking the talks on the funding levels, right? A little bit. It sounds like traditionally when you get these spending deals and the 12 subcommittees get their additional 302Bs, their subcommittee allocations, they sort of work out funding for their departments and agencies and then go into the policy language. And it sounds like with speaking with Democrats that they're sort of switching that this year and that for some reason the negotiations over fixing policy language are going ahead before they settle how they want to reallocate their additional money. Okay, so that does delay figuring out how much extra money these departments can get while this fight goes on on abortion. Yeah, and if they don't figure out exactly how they want to clear up this impasse by the end of this week, there is a strong possibility that that labor HHS education portion of the omnibus may have to be on a continuing resolution through the rest of the year. Oh, really? Wow. So they wouldn't get the whole government funded on time then? No. Well, they haven't gotten the entire government funded on I mean, time even because by fiscal this, 2018 right. began on October 1st. But, but even by this new deadline, they would fail that if they had to do, do the health If they department. had to see our labor age, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, meanwhile... Congress has decided to try to come up with a new budget process to avoid these months-long delays in getting funding approved each year. They've created a new bipartisan panel called the Joint Select Committee that's supposed to come up with recommendations for a new budget process by November 30. And the group held its first meeting last week, although it was behind closed doors. And Jen, you reported on an intriguing proposal that would abolish the federal fiscal year and move to a calendar year. Why does there seem to be interest in that idea? There's actually a lot of interest in this idea, which is somewhat surprising to me um, and also not surprising to me at the same time, right? Because right now we operate on a federal fiscal year, which begins on October 1st. But the vast majority of the time, overwhelmingly, Congress can't finish all 12 appropriations bills by the end of September. So every year we have this continuing resolution, that stopgap spending bill, that usually extends somewhere to around December 15th-ish, depending on the congressional calendar and the, the winter holiday season at that point in time. And so Congress has essentially been working on a calendar year. They just have to start with that stopgap spending bill, which does cause a lot of problems for departments and agencies who want to start new contracts or new projects, or just get their new funding levels in the new fiscal year. And so 
this select committee, which is supposed to really look at the entire budget and appropriations process as a whole, it sounds like this is one of the elements that may come out in that final bill that they're supposed to report by the end of the year. So in other words, moving to a calendar year, it would theoretically give them a few more months to get the, the spending packages done on time. Correct. Instead of having until September to finish all 12 of the appropriations bills on time, they would have till the end of December to finish all of their appropriations bills on time. And of course, with the December holidays, that gives them sort of an extra incentive to get out of there. Yeah, I can see with a December 31st deadline, we could have some ruined Christmas and maybe even New Year's Eve parties ruined, but uh, we'd have to see how that plays out. So we'll continue to track that panel's work and follow negotiations on the omnibus spending package, which should make for a busy two weeks coming up, but CQ will be covering it all for you, as always. My thanks again to Jennifer Shutt, our expert appropriations reporter, for joining me again. And thank you all for listening. I'm David Lerman, your CQ budget tracker. We'll be back next week. Until then, you can keep up to date by reading your daily CQ budget newsletter. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or NPR One. And to find more on this subject and other budget news, visit rollcall.com or cq.com or find us on Twitter. The handle is at CQNow or at Roll Call. See you next week.